Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Leanne Whippen and the amazing Meathead. Kind of like the amazing Kreskin, but he's more... Kreskin, I don't think, did stuff with animals. You know, I have Cook a question them. for you, Meathead. Oh, Did you purposely call it amazing so that when people type it in wrong, like if people are typing Amazon, they might come to your site because I have that happen all the time. <laughs> no, no, we have never registered any of the f- funny spellings of the domain. We yeah, probably should. Yeah, um, I know funny. that standard is people buy misspellings of the domain. We've just yeah. never bothered to do that. I probably, but I think that. that people, if they misspell, Amazon, which I've done, I get to your site. So I thought that oh, was pretty ingenious. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought you know, of You know why it's named amazingribs.com? <laughs> when I launched it way back in 2005, um, the number one search engine was Yahoo, not Google. And Yahoo listed things alphabetically. Um, so right. we wanted, you know, like in the yellow pages, AAA, uh, right, right, right. service, A one. You know? <laughs> right. So, uh, and the very first recipe I published was a ribs recipe uh, because my na- it, it all started with my neighbor who challenged me to a rib cook-off. And at the time, I I had just sold my wine magazine. I published a wine magazine, and um, uh, I, I was fiddling with. Uh, 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 building websites for a living. And uh, I built AmazingRibs.com, starting with an A, so it would be easy to find. And uh, as a a challenge, my neighbor challenged me to a rib cook-off. And so the very first recipe was uh, what we now call last meal ribs. And uh, it just kind (laughs) of took off from there. I didn't know that. See what you learn on this show? A lot. It's absolutely amazing. What you can learn on this. How did you get started, Leanne? My dad, you know, he was born and raised on my Nana's hog farm in Lexington, Missouri. So we always went to Arthur Bryant's gates. So, you know, he went and this is how pig powder started. His amazing rub is he went into the back kitchen of Gates Barbecue and said, hey, you know, your ribs are delicious. You know, let me see how you're making your rub. And that's that was what predicated the whole uh, pig powder thing. But yeah, being a pilot traveling internationally and all over the world, he would work his way into the back kitchens as it relates to grilling, barbecue and what have you. And of course, doing it in the backyard. And then, you know, 25 years ago, joining the KCBS and then I could go on and on. So that's kind of it. There you go. You're in the family business. Yes. Well, see, you got uh, it's it's 
you never know what you're going to learn here on the and your, your sister's a barbecue fanatic also isn't she uh, well of course she loves to barbecue but she's actually a food stylist in la so she oh, does really? like the kfc commercials you know applebee's and so she makes all the food look uh the way it should look so uh yeah that is her thing so she's in the food industry as well we should have her on sometime i did say hi to her once she can be on after hours but <laughs> <laughs> That's because of her vocabulary. <laughs> You'll be bleeping her a lot. In the, well, I, you know, I have a page on my website devoted to food photography because I actually did my master's in photography. No kidding. Um, and I think that that having her on to talk about photography, because now we all take Instagram pictures of every meal we eat now. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she might be a great guest to talk about, uh, you know, how to set up a picture um how to hold the camera how, what kind of lighting well, she doesn't actually shoot it she actually makes the food look good so she's not in charge of the camera side of it uh but still it would be very interesting and you know she has a lot of tricks uh, along the way but most of the tricks to make the food look good makes the food inedible you know like i was at her house and she because she does a lot of taco bell stuff she had a a crunch wrap on the counter i'm like oh my god i can't wait to eat that she goes don't eat it <laughs> I was like, and then she told me everything that was in it to make it, you know, look delicious and preserve it. And you wouldn't want to eat it. So it's it's interesting from that respect, for sure. I, I was on the set of a um, Burger King commercial one time uh, with the food. I wasn't doing the styling or anything. I just happened to be there and they brought in two semis. Now, uh, your sister and I probably go way off on the weeds on this stuff but they brought in these two semis and one had a kitchen in it that they worked in and the other was just full of food and they would like uh you know they were using hairspray and varnish and Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff but i found it absolutely fascinating and they had cases of burger patties and they would just they kept cooking until they found one exactly oh yeah that's like they wanted and they threw Mm -hmm. the rest of them away basically no she she used to have to fish through like boxes of cheerios for example to it would take you know like 10 boxes of cheerios to pull out just the right cheerios that were going to be in the frame i mean it's it's very tedious you don't realize how much goes into it it is i've heard they use elmer's glue instead of milk in the cereal shots i don't i don't know about that one but i know she does ice cream shots and that's very technical you know and she's done sonic like floats and stuff like that it, it it's it's intricate work and how they make the steam come up. They have certain machines that do that. So it's 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 interesting. Whose dog now, is I, that? I do all the all the it photography is. for my books. And uh, um, my motto is, is uh, shoot fast and eat the model. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, I got some jokes uh, running through my head. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> watch it. Yeah, I, I got it. Now you threw me off. <laughs> threw me off here. Yeah, um, yeah there's uh, there, there's a whole world with that food styling thing. I hired one to do uh, several times. She worked with me and stuff, and it was absolutely amazing. We were doing a a live shot five thirty in the morning at a football game. It was the big civil war game between Oregon and Oregon state. All right. And so me being an Oregon state between the ducks and the beavers. beavers. Yeah. That scares the hell out of me. Yeah. (laughs) The ducks versus the beavers. So, uh, I cooked a duck 
and I made duck stew and I made roasted duck and like that. And then Kathy Marshall used to work at CNN, but came back to Portland because she was here. She took and she pretty much killed the poor roasted duck. But point being is when I made this duck stew, we couldn't get it to the surface close enough to the lip of the, um, the pot to make it look right. So this gal takes, she dumps it out in another bowl. She puts paper towels and she glued some stuff in there and then she poured it back in and it just stuck out right at the top of the surface. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful shot. Couldn't eat it, but it was, it was great. So, yeah, I've done that. I've had to put like potatoes in the bottom of a bowl. Yeah. Push all the chunky stuff up. Yeah. Pretty interesting stuff. So um, let's get back to the topic the topic the, the barbecue topic here since when does after hours have a topic well yeah, it really right. doesn't it, it, it really doesn't, doesn't. we it's can talk about discussion. cars and travel and food and um, movies if you want <clears throat> so if leanne and i came to the goldwyn household for um saint patrick's day besides meeting us at the door with a with a guinness that's the question too do you serve them at room temperature or are they chilled? I, I like my beer cold. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I know that, 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 you know, I'm, I, that that's not the way it's done in uh, Ireland. Uh, I might meet you with some Irish whiskey too, you know. Uh, that's not a bad uh, thought. <clears throat> Certainly. But could. I would definitely have pastrami. I would yeah. probably serve um, Rubens with pastrami. because I, I would just, prefer that, actually. I really, I really love my pastrami and it's so easy. Just desalinate your corned beef, use my rub recipe and smoke it. So it's got that black crusty color to it. Just like a just like a brisket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I know what I was going to tell you. I saw something last night on. uh, It was on Twitter or something. You know how you've heard me kind of rail against at times people cooking stuff caveman style because I'm not fond of it. Um, I'll eat. You it. mean putting it right on top of the coal? Right, right. Yeah, I okay. don't. I don't care for that technique either. Okay, so here's one. This guy is a metal worker, right? And he's got this, um, whatever they call it, a cask or something of hot molten metal, and he's got this beautiful ribeye there, and he pours this hot molten metal on the ribeye, and. I don't know because you couldn't tell from the clip, but how long he left it there. And then when it started to solidify, he popped it off and it looked uh, just like an ember out of a burnt house. At that point, he flips it over and he puts it on the other side and then he takes his knife out and he's cutting it. And the, the minor bit that wasn't burned all the way through was gray. And Mm. I thought, first of all, that's a, to me, that's a terrible way to treat a, a, a lovely ribeye. But I see no, I, I don't know if it was an experiment or not, but I know people are always trying to come up the one next step, you know, especially on social media. I'm going to put, I'm going to take a flamethrower from the 42nd Airborne Brigade and I'm going to cook it like that. I, mm-hmm. I don't get that. I just, I'm sorry. I, I'm, maybe I'm just, well, you ways. know, the problem with the the, the, the uh, caveman style um, um, is 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 the, the concept, by the way, 
ladies and gentlemen, is you you take a steak, you get your charcoal good and hot, you get a, either a hair blower, or you just blow real hard to get the dust off of it, and you lay it down on top of the coals. And by conduction, it heats the surface really fast and hard. And then you flip and you get a great crust. And, you, you know, if it's thick enough, it's not overcooked. I've done that. And what happens is, is you get some really hard spots yep. and you get some spots mm-hmm. that are really burnt. And carbon is not my favorite flavor. And um, <laughs> uh, and uh, you get some spots where it's in between the coals and it's not the same Right. And you almost always get ash on it. That's not my favorite flavor either. What I prefer to do is put a cooking grate right down on top of or as close to the coals as possible Mm -hmm. so that you're getting very similar. We're not touching the coals, but you're still getting massive amounts of infrared radiation. Right. And 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 I and I, I I cook on top of a charcoal chimney often with it. With, if 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 I've if you've got a skirt steak, it's really hard to get a skirt steak brown on the outside, which is lots of flavor, and maintain pink or rosy color in the center because right. the skirt steak's really skinny. But what I'll cook I'll cook a skirt steak on top of a charcoal chimney. I just take the grate off my Weber grill, fill the chimney about three quarters full, light it up put the grate right on top of the chimney and put that skirt steak right on top. It's like cooking on the back end of an F-16. Uh, and uh, this is a concept I popularized many years ago, and it's become so popular. They actually sell grates now on Amazon that fit on top of a charcoal chimney. Right. Yeah. And it's a great technique, especially if you've done sous vide, because when you do sous vide, the interior is perfect. But the exterior is gray and ugly and it's not myarded. It's not flavorful. Yeah. So you sear the exterior on top of a charcoal chimney. And it's a great technique for that. I'm I'm down with that. I, I'm just not hot on directly on the coals or pouring molten metal on top of yeah. the steak. I don't I've mm-hmm. I've seen it where they, they actually put the steak on top of the molten metal. Um, on, on, on the internet, uh, it just doesn't seem like a good technique. Mm-mm. No, it, it is not. So, um, we're coming to your house and we're going to have, uh, pastrami. Um, do you ever make your own sauerkraut meathead? I, I tried doing fermented pickles. Yeah. And failed miserably. Um, they got contaminated. The yeast went funky. It smelled terrible. I had to throw <laughs> the whole mess out and I just gave up. I never tried. So I hear it's not hard, but, it, you know, I live in Illinois, which is the sauerkraut capital of the country. They make more sauerkraut in Illinois than anywhere. And the horseradish, too, by the way. And um, uh, it's just so cheap in the stores um, and it's so good. Um, I love making stuff from scratch, but I've never done sauerkraut. Have you? Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather did. Um, when you would go down to his basement in the fall, he had like four large uh, crocs, ceramic crocs. And these were big crocs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how he made his uh, sauerkraut. Even after my grandmother died, uh, he kept on doing it. Um, and my, I know my folks always look forward to the, you know, couple of jars 
or what it have or much he sent home. I don't know, but um, it kind of was the, the basement was very cool, a little damp at times, but with these big crocs and the, every one of them had a lids, you know, that fit perfectly on it. And that's how he would, he would make it. Well, we, know, we, we know Leanne has made some of the world's best pickles. Yes. Pickles. I've tasted. Yes. I, she so had a restaurant I'm in like Chicago you, yeah, years ago. The bread and butter her, pickles. Her pickles were to die for. Um, I don't want anybody. Done, I don't want anybody dying on the show. <laughs> no, they, they were good. Yeah. I, I have not. And, and for the same reason, um, it seems like a lot of effort and, you know, I'll just go to the store and buy it, but I will say it's one of my favorite things. It's if there's 10 things in my refrigerator that I always have on hand, except for today is sauerkraut, you know, Me too. sauerkraut, jalapenos, mustard. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, know, the thing is you buy a sauerkraut <laughs> and it's, it's enough to fill a quart jar. Sure. So you make a couple of Reuben sandwiches and then you got like three quarters of a quart left and it keeps forever. It does keep forever. So That's I've great. always got a jug of it in my fridge, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a hog. I'll eat it right out of the bottle. Oh, my wife yes. Mm-hmm. You know, unless I'm making Reuben sandwiches, Shelly normally won't eat it, but I'll just take the top off, take a fork. That's my one of my favorite snacks, mm-hmm. actually. I'm with you. Um, that way I can keep up with the kitty cat. Anyway, um, uh, wait a minute. I got a, just a quick word in here. Yes. Once upon a time, I larded the praise on Leanne's pickles before. This is the second time. Yes, you did. I've, I've, you. I've praised it to heaven. And there was a vague hint that I might someday get a look at that recipe. I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Meathead, let me tell you this. So there was a large company looking at um taking oh. those over and and that fell by the wayside like my whole life uh so anyway <laughs> uh, you should you should it, pursue that because i if you I, can, I if you can jar that stuff it's gold i i concur so um, all right i'll live without the recipe or you can tell me who to go to to figure that out and i'll give you a cut well you, know, you were in <laughs> chicago all those years did you get to know rick bayless i met him a couple times but i did not get to know him because, you know, he's done that very successfully with his salsas and such. Well, he, he sold, sold his the whole company. company yeah. Yeah. He made a lot of money. Smart man. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, not only do we talk about barbecue, we talk about business development here in After mm-hmm. Hours. So <laughs> yeah. why, why don't why don't you guys meet in the middle? Leanne, why don't you make him a couple of quarts and send them to him? Oh, shipping pickles across much as I love it. It, it, it guaranteed to break and make a terrible mess. Yeah, like, that that would be risky. Very risky. Either that I, or I've can... noticed a lot of pickles are starting to change to plastic tubs. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. There was one that actually they sold it in Costco and it had a whole bunch of dill in it and it was in a plastic tub. I actually liked it. The container I made was a in. terrible mistake yesterday. I did some ribs. And uh, often when I do ribs, uh, I, I only put one or two layers of sauce on very light sauce. I don't want too much, but I'll put a coffee cup with sauce, warm sauce on the table in case somebody wants more. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I got lazy and I took a bottle of my KC style sauce, which is in plastic and stuck it in the microwave for 20 seconds. Uh-uh. Did it melt it? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that yeah. was a mistake. By the way, congratulations on those. Um, yes, I, I have received my goodie bag, and I can't wait to try them. I've been out of town, but uh, they're sitting on my counter right now. Your face, oh, I, yeah, I have three faces staring at me. Four now, including the live face yeah. staring at me right now. <laughs> the, uh, the, the 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 pork rub is, you know. Pretty much a standard good old fashioned pork rub. I like it a lot. It's got some nice flavors. Uh, the poultry rub you will appreciate because I know that in addition to barbecue, you have some um, uh, culinary chops and it is a more of a, uh, a European or a French style uh, poultry rub. It's green. It's mostly herbs. It's not your classic savory competition. Mm -hmm. And I know people have used the pork rub on chicken when they want to do that competition style rub. Mm -hmm. But I much prefer uh, herbs on my chicken. And then the the red meat rub. I got to tell you. All my life, if you uh, if you told me you put anything except salt and pepper on a steak, I'd slap you silly. Mm -hmm. um now i can't cook a steak without that red meat it's the star of the bunch it can handle all the heat you give it on top of a charcoal chimney whatever it's really good can't wait um i concur but i'm not going to compare spices because you both have rubs and so <laughs> um i only have one so it's all right it's very very <laughs> very good and well, I, it was your dad's recipe. And, yes. And, and he, he was famous. Uh, now, it was Trim Tab, wasn't that what yeah, he was? Yeah, Trim Tab's yeah. Pig Powder. Yep. Yeah, Trim Tab's Pig. He was the first table captain at the first competition I judged. <laughs> I, I will always remember him uh, for his guidance. Well, good. He well, took then. it very seriously. Yep. And I take this very seriously. So, um, I think we're going to get out of here. Meathead, thank you very much. I hope you have a wonderful St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. Same to you guys. Yes. Always fun talking to both of you. Always. I think um, bringing Leanne on as your co-commander <laughs> was a very good move. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I, yeah. I never dabbled in the, the radio scene, but I actually love it. I, I'm meeting people and, you know, that I wouldn't normally meet and uh, having conversations that, you know, you can't have when you're writing an article or what have you. So it's, it's been a joy and I love working with Jeff. So it works out perfectly. How about a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. We're going to get out of here. Our thanks to Meathead. Thanks to my co-pilot, uh, co-commander, co-conspirator, mm -hmm. Leanne. And I'm JT. We'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. Uh, remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it. Take care, everybody. <laughs>